The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John the son of Zechariah in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding roads shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Prepare, prepare, prepare. You see this word, we hear it all the time throughout the season of Advent, and especially on this second Sunday of Advent. Prepare the way of the Lord and make straight the paths before him. Great saying, but how do we do that? We're gonna see, we see all these beautiful images of filled-in valleys and lowered mountains and crooked ways made straight and rough, rough ways made smooth and all of its wonderful imagery. But our faith isn't very helpful if it's filled with just fun things to say, things we don't know how to do. So, thankfully, we are sons and daughters of a Holy Mother Church, who's guide, the Bride of Christ, who's guided by the Holy Spirit, who gives us the full context to these readings, who helps us delve into and understand what is the mind of God Himself, through the antiphons, the collect, the prayers, and the rest. You see, In the prayer after communion, we will ask the Lord to teach us to judge wisely the things of earth so as to hold firm to the things of heaven. In the collect this morning, I ask the Almighty and merciful God on your behalf that no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet his Son, but that through heavenly wisdom we may gain admission to heaven. Then in the entrance antiphon, quoting Isaiah, we say that the Lord will make the glory of his voice heard in the joy of your heart. And so putting this full context together in the midst of this holy sacrifice of the Mass, we understand that it is God himself who will grant us heavenly wisdom, by which we will be able to judge the things of heaven and earth rightly, which will bring joy to our hearts, which will give us the opportunity to hear the voice of God clearly. How do we prepare the way of the Lord? We delve into the midst of that heavenly wisdom that can give us that ability to judge rightly, that will bring us joy, that will allow us to hear His voice more clearly. And what is that heavenly wisdom? Where do we find it? Well, it is, of course, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Most fully we find him present in the most holy sacrifice of the Mass, in the most holy sacrament of the altar, the Eucharist. In that great Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, we name different titles of our Lord Jesus Christ. We sing about him as being wisdom from on high, who orders all things mightily. 
He is the one who will teach us to order all things right, the things of heaven and the things of earth, so that we can see the emptiness of the things of this world and live for the things of heaven, hold firm to those things of heaven. But how will we ever hold firm or hold fast to those things? Well, first, we must be saved. We must have our lives properly ordered to the one who orders all things. And so in that same great Advent hymn, we name him Emmanuel, God with us, the one who will ransom captive Israel. We are captive Israel. We are the ones who are living in exile, longing to go home. Not just home a little bit after this Mass, but home in heaven. We should be longing for that place where all joy and all happiness will be found. Jesus is also named under the title of the Rod of Jesse. He's the only one who has the power to save us from the grave. He's known as the Key of David because Jesus Christ opened up the gates of heaven so that we poor sinners could go there. And even more fully, he continues to forgive our sins when we submit them to the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And finally, once we're in right relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ, through baptism and confession in the sacraments, then we understand Jesus Christ as the dayspring. So many people will describe their experience of confession of at least having some degree of the weight lifted off their shoulders, or a lightness in their life, a brighter way of looking at the world. Because you actually allowed God to take the darkness of your sin away, to wipe away your guilt. You see, Jesus Christ is that dayspring who dispels the darkness, who puts the death's dark shadow to flight. So my brothers and sisters, this ought to bring us joy. We sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, all the titles of our Lord Jesus Christ to remember all of the many ways that our Lord Jesus Christ has come to give us wisdom and to give us joy. So the best way to obtain that heavenly wisdom is to put yourself in a place where you can ask for it and receive it. So, of course, I go back to what might seem like a broken record, but what's your daily prayer life like? Has it succumbed to the stress and chaos of planning for Christmas, or does it still exist? Have you had a chance this Advent to contemplate Christ present in the silence of his mother's womb? Have you had a chance to think about the Annunciation, the reality of Mary at prayer, receiving that great message from Gabriel? Have you had a chance to think through the great silence of Advent expectation? When was the last time you made it to confession? If it's been more than six months, you're overdue. You see, the reality is, is that as Catholics, we're bound to go at least once a year. That's one of the five precepts of the Catholic Church, to go to confession and receive communion at least once a year. That's the bare minimum. So it's, if it's been more than a year, you're way overdue. Love to see you in the confessional. It's one of the best ways to prepare our hearts and our souls for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, not only at the second coming, but every single Sunday in the Most Holy Eucharist. Prepare, prepare a place for him in your heart by allowing him to relieve you of your sins and the weight you bear so the day spring can dawn upon the darkness of your life. But even more, maybe you do have that daily prayer life, but you feel like something is lacking. Well, my brothers and sisters, what a blessing it is to be Catholic. Because the reality is, is everything we need to know about prayer, and everything we need to know about Christ and how to live our lives to follow Him, 
is given to us Sunday after Sunday after Sunday through the liturgical year. That God understood the human heart and so he set up a church guided by the Holy Spirit to enflesh the reality of the gospel in your daily life through the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We go through the seasons, we go through the movements and the motions of the liturgical year and it reflects our entire human life. So if you want to know how to prepare the way for the Lord, have you prepared the way for the Lord here today? Did you hear the readings? Did you read them before you got here? Have you ever used the collect or the prayers of the Mass as your own prayers throughout the week? So many times people ask me to pray and often I'm just piecing together different collects that I know from reading them and praying with them throughout the weeks. I can't pray any better than the Holy Spirit. So let us use the prayers of the Holy Spirit to guide our own spiritual life. If we actually live out our lives as Catholics in the liturgical life, you will lack nothing. So many people will, some, some people will tell me sometimes, uh, Father, I got nothing out of Mass. And sometimes I have to tell them the blunt truth of, well, that's your fault. Because if you think that God is lacking at all in the great gifts that he offers us, well, then he would be a stingy God. But I don't believe in a stingy God. He tries to meet everybody where they're at, through the antiphons or the prayers, the Roman canon or the music, or some way he's approaching every single person. We just have to reach out our hand and grab the low-hanging fruit set before us. So prepare the way of the Lord this Advent. Enter deeply into the life of a Catholic. Live out the liturgical year. Celebrate the season of Advent before Christmas. And you'll find Christmas is even better. If we really live out our lives as Catholics, I guarantee you, you will lack nothing. Because God has provided everything. Then you will see mountains made low, and hills and valleys filled in, and crooked ways made straight. Because you submit yourself to the will of Almighty God. God with us, our Savior, that God who comes to you this day so as to offer you peace and salvation.